a new kind of romance scam. So complicated that I had to talk to experts to figure it out. Cryptocurrency. Odds are you've heard about it in the news, but do you know how it works? Me either, really. And I've done stories about it at work. That's why it's so effective in scamming women and men looking for love. We're going to delve into how it works and the red flags. This week, We'll hear how a man was ruined by a divorce before a scammer took him deeper and deeper into a depression that leaves him not wanting to leave the house. He's still recovering, but fortunately, this victim has a very strong group of friends who are looking out for his well-being. One of those friends we'll call Thelma. I'll explain cryptocurrency more in a bit. First, here's Thelma. She's Australian, so listen carefully. Tell me when this all got started with you and your, it's your buddy, right? Your friend? Yeah, my friend. Um, So earlier in 2022, I think it was about March or April, my friend who had just gone through a really difficult divorce, um, his wife had taken pretty much everything that she could and left him pretty much high and dry and there were kids involved as well um, and then suffered a breakdown of his first relationship after that divorce um, was talking about it on a chat room for people who were suffering with that type of thing. He was contacted by a girl who seemed really empathetic. She was really hot. <laughs> and they started talking and he was super excited about it. So he was like sending everyone photos of her and he was like, this is the most stressed photo I've got. So Thelma's friend is grieving after a difficult divorce. First problem that makes him an easy target. He meets a woman in a chat room and says he's feeling better, but it didn't take long before Thelma and her friends started to notice red flags. And she was like wearing a T-shirt and underwear. So <laughs> there was a red flag right away. And um, pretty much everyone was telling him and he just didn't want to hear it because obviously he was in that position. Yeah. And it was really hard, I guess, for all of us because we were <laughs> trying to say, hey, um, you know, you really need to be careful here, mate. Um, but he was just so, I guess, vulnerable at that point that he wanted to believe um, that this very pretty Brazilian girl was into him. This guy is not a dumb guy. Like, he's a senior manager in a lot of companies, and um, he just fell for it really easily, and it was very upsetting for all of us. <laughs> he was open to suggestions that it was a bit fake for the first kind of couple of weeks, but then after that, he um, just kind of got angry at any of us for suggesting it. And she sounded like she was listening to his concerns. But obviously, I don't think she really was. And she did things like she photoshopped a picture of them together. So, like, she photoshopped his ex-wife out and put her face, which was actually a porn star. Wait. Yeah, I know, right? So many takeaways there. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? But she sent it to his home address. So, like, she managed to get his home address out of him. She got a friend to send it is how that all worked. 
it made him think that she was real because she managed to send it from a company in the US as well. Um, it validated her story as well for him. And so, so the thing with Australia is that we don't have a lot, at least until recently, we didn't have a lot of online shopping options. So there's a lot of places in the US that I will actually just send straight to us. Um, so like picture framing companies and all kinds of things will just send straight to Australia. Um, so it's really easy actually to do that kind of thing. Um, unfortunately, to poor vulnerable Australians, um, we're very easy to scam because we were starting to get really suspicious the second that he started to tell us the story that she was giving him because I worked in and around cybersecurity for a lot of my career but like she was giving him sub stories about her business and equipment getting caught up and then issues with immigration and she was actually giving him the wrong names of departments that were chasing her so it was just really I guess stressful for us trying to be like stop stop don't don't send her money don't do anything please Thelma and her friends took to the internet like we all do to try and bust the scammer and once and for all convince their friend. So we did a reverse search on Google a couple of times and didn't find anything. Um, but then we found a different reverse image search site and we managed to find out that she was a pornography star called Nina North. So we shared that information with him. But even when he knew that information, he still kept going. He was just saying that maybe she was the porn star, like she thought maybe, like he thought maybe, sorry, that she was the one who was uploading those images. Um, so, yeah, it was just very, um, he was in hook, line and sinker, like, yeah. Um, during all the immigration uh, troubles that she was making up as well, she provided him with really fake government documents um, and we've got some friends who are actually in immigration and you Google fake border control documents and literally the document that she'd given him was the third option in Google Images. So it was pretty obvious they were fake, but he was still not listening. And I think it was just because he wanted it so badly to be true. And whenever he was going back to her about all of this, she'd give him 10,000 excuses as to why, why we were finding the things we were finding and what was going on. Eventually, though, the thing that got it, he gave her about 60,000. So he'd borrowed money off friends and family, his ex-wife even. He'd taken out a massive loan with a payday loan company. So they've got interest rates that are insane. So I think he was paying something like 30% uh, interest. And so he came around uh, to my house and we were sitting down trying to work it all out. And look, I know you don't believe me that she's a scammer, but can we try something? So this is really technical, but just think of it as an address. And it was a genius move. And so we used um, something that's called Grabify. And we took a screenshot of him not being able to log into his Bitbucket, so like a, a cryptocurrency site. And we sent the screenshot, but we made it so that Grabify would try and take her IP address and location 
while she was looking at that. <laughs> I was really proud of myself because it actually showed that she was in Nigeria. <laughs> and so that's what really turned it around. And he started believing what we were saying. But then obviously at that point, he <laughs> realized that he'd given away $60,000 to someone who wasn't who they said they were. So what was his reaction in that moment? He looked like he wanted to crawl into the corner and die. He also went into a massive depression spiral. So he sent the proof to her and called her just a lot of very mean words. I've actually found another girl who was Nigerian or she started taking selfies of herself and sending them back to him and saying, yeah, you caught me. Um, this is who I really am. I need to get more money off you so that I can release my Bitcoin wallet. So, <laughs> so, so it was, it was actually a woman though. I'm kind of surprised. A lot of times it's a man mm. acting like a woman. That's what I thought as well. So, um, that's why I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that the pictures she was sending were actually her. So we were reverse image searching them again um, and we didn't find anything. But there weren't the same discrepancies as before. So like she was dressed in all of them, which was, you know, helpful for my eyes. Um, yeah. Hey, though, we're just so depressed. Um, so we contacted the um, the cryptocurrency exchange that he was using um, and said, you know, this is what happened, sent them a lot of evidence because we had a lot of evidence as to what happened. We even had, you know, a message of her admitting that she'd been scamming him this whole time. And they actually managed to freeze the funds. And they said that they'd be able to give them back to him if, you know, the Australian Federal Police or Interpol um, came and told them that it was a crime. And so we did reports to both, you know, police agencies and neither of them went to the cryptocurrency for him. And so he never managed to get that money back and her wallet was eventually unlocked when she um, disputed it. And so then he got even more depressed. Um, and so just as his friend, seeing him go through all of that was really upsetting. And now he won't even, um, I guess, foster the idea of trying to do anything about it. It's just like he's accepted that he's lost that 60000 And that's just something that he has to live with. And it's his fault for being a sucker. Um, and for me and all of his friends, we know what he was going through at that time. And it's really not fair that, like, for him to have been vulnerable and then treated in that way and to have to lose all that money and feel this way about it now. So it's really just very upsetting for us as well that he's had to go through this. So how is he doing now? Has he gotten back online or anything to try and date again? Is he dating at all? I don't think he is, but he is finally actually getting out of the house. So that's amazing. It's been a number of months um, since he's been able to, you know, get out and about or anything. And, you know, he's going out and playing sports and being social and going to parties and all kinds of things. Um, so that's been really good to see. That wasn't because of the pandemic. That was because of the depression. Yeah, that was just the depression. We haven't been in lockdown for a really long time now. Um, so, 
So a little funny side note. Remember when Thelma said they didn't have much online shopping until now? Well, we had to stop the interview five times because deliveries kept showing up at her door. She felt horrible, but I thought it was hysterical. So even more reason that I want to visit Australia now. One sec. Hey, could you please just leave it in the mail room? I don't know why everyone is delivering parcels right at this exact second. <laughs> I'm not like addicted like, wow. to shopping sites no, no, or anything. You're, you're talking about doing online shopping. Oh, we don't we just get a whole lot of online shopping in Australia. I, I swear to God, I haven't ordered like 7,000 individual things off Amazon. We don't even have many online shops in Australia. Oh, <laughs> we don't have online shopping here. Bring me. <laughs> Uh, I must seem like some kind of crazy person now. <laughs> uh, okay, so but he's doing better and he's getting out and about. Do you guys even talk about it much anymore? No, we don't. So um, he just won't talk about it. So I messaged him saying that I was going to come talk to you today. Um, and he just sent me a thumbs up. Well, that's a good yeah. sign, though, at least. At least he wasn't irritated or angry. Yeah, so he, I told him the reason why I wanted to, I guess, talk to people about it and share the story. Um, and that's essentially so that people understand the signs and what to look out for when someone else is um, going through this and, you know, ways that they can try and help. Yeah, and we had a long conversation about it then. But since then, he's gone through the whole, I don't want to... Now, Mars the dog, sometimes doing a podcast interview, just gets in the way of light. Now my dog's barking. Hey, Mars, it's okay, mate. Hey, does anyone have this happen? Is it just like cursed? Hey, hey. He thinks he's a big dog who can protect me, but he really isn't. Okay, so you said that you wanted to make sure people knew the signs. So what were the signs you think, the biggest red flags now looking back? Well, so for me, the first one was definitely that the only kind of photos that he was getting from her were half naked (laughs) and that they were coming so quickly into their conversations as well. Um, There were also little things like I was pretty sure that they weren't always the same girl. So like her nose would be a different shape in some of the photos. They looked similar, but not exactly the same. So the scammer didn't recognize that he was using, he or she was using a different woman. I don't think so. Or maybe they assumed that we would just think all Brazilian women look the same, (laughs) which is just so incredibly (laughs) short-sighted. That was an easy pickup for me. But he didn't notice. No, but I think he was just so caught up in being excited that someone was paying attention to him after everything that had gone on. Well, he wasn't looking at the nose. (laughs) No, no. He's definitely not paying attention to her nose. (laughs) That was the only place I could look. (laughs) (laughs) So the other really big red flag was having a sob story very early on in um, 
you know, their conversation. And so buy a sob story, sorry, that's probably Australian slang. Um, I mean, something that is going on in their life that's difficult that they, you know, ask for your help with. And it might not necessarily be they're asking for money at this point, um, but it was for this person, it was that their grandmother was unwell in a part of Brazil. Um, so I think that was to try and solidify the fact that they were from Brazil. Sadly for them, I knew doctors <laughs> in that area of Brazil. So the sub story really didn't pass very well because I turned around and said, oh, she can go see my, my friend's dad. <laughs> it's fine. He's really good. Um, yeah, so anything kind of like to try and build that trust um, and make them feel like they're helping, I think, was really a big indicator for me. I guess it helped that I had that experience in cybersecurity and I knew what to look out for. And my auntie had also recently been scammed and not told anyone about it until she was in quite a lot of debt. Um, So... Yeah, I just knew a lot of what to look out for. Is hers a romance scam too? Uh, she won't tell us, but <laughs> yeah, there was a really big sub story involved. Um, she's happily married to my uncle, so she won't share too much information other than the fact that they were talking about sick relatives that needed help. And yeah. Okay, so the cryptocurrency thing is kind of complicated. So describe how that played a role in this scam, how that worked. Yeah, so I think that um, they were using that to try and confuse him in a way as well. Um, So essentially what they did was they were getting him to use a cryptocurrency service called, I can't remember what the name was anyway. um, But yeah, it was actually a reputable service, which is really good because I know a lot of them use like their own dodgy service and and scam people in that way. Um, So I think uh, my friend had at least done enough to try and push them to use something that was legitimate. But unfortunately, they were getting him to transfer like small amounts at the beginning. So as part of what we were doing to um, collect our evidence, I guess, for the police reports, we had to go through all the transactions. And I was typing out the report while he was dictating the transactions to me and my hands were dead by the end of it so it was a lot like a lot of very small transactions it was like ten dollars here and seventeen dollars there and then they started getting him to transfer money in bitcoin so i guess he didn't necessarily know how much he was sending as well Um, And then as well in um, the US uh, dollar one. So there's like a US dollar um, cryptocurrency. So I think by trying to get him to transfer money to different wallets all over the place and in different currencies, they were trying to confuse him. And whenever he would say, I don't have enough money to do this, they'd encourage him to go and loan money off friends, take out loans. He even sold his car and he lived in a remote area as well. So that probably really contributed to his isolation. But they were just brutal in the ways that they were trying to get him to get money off people as well. It was like he asked me to invest in a business at one point 
And I was like, no, we need to have another conversation. And that was for scam money? Yeah, it was. It was was for her hairdressing business. It's probably an interesting conversation now. You know, remember when at the time you tried to get me to invest? Yeah, well, his his ex invested $9,000. So I'm intrigued as to how that conversation is going to go. So, yeah, he also um, says things about his um, children hating him now and all kinds of stuff. So I'm really concerned that it's to do with um, the scammer um, because it's only been during that time period. Like they had a lot of contact before that. And um, just, uh, yeah, the massive effect that they've managed to have on his life is just insane like sure there's the financial effect but you can always get money back there's all the friends and the people around you that you kind of annoy yeah and alienate and especially if you're borrowing money off them according to the federal trade commission a growing trend in 2021 was scammers using romance as a hook to lure people into bogus investments especially crypto cryptocurrency. People are led to believe their new online companion is a successful investor who before long casually offers investment advice. These so-called investment opportunities often involve foreign exchange trading or cryptocurrency. And when people follow this investment advice, they wind up losing all of the money they invest. In fact, the largest reported losses to romance scams were paid in cryptocurrency. $139 million last year alone. Still, gift cards are the biggest loser to date, but that may change with the recent news coverage on crypto. The FTC also says romance scams increased for every age group in 2021. The increase was most striking for people 18 to 29. So here are a few of the warning signs from the FTC. Number one, Nobody legit will ever ask you to help by sending cryptocurrency, giving the numbers on a gift card, or by wiring money. Anyone who does is a scammer. Number two, never send or forward money for someone you haven't met in person and don't act on their investment advice. Number three, talk to friends or family about a new love interest and pay attention if they're concerned. And number four, try a reverse image search profile pictures. If the details don't match up, it's a scam. If you have a story you'd like to share, email me at scammerstoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the Facebook page. If you think you're being scammed and have questions, there are only three groups I trust. I can email you the links. Until the next time, Scammer Warriors. Scammer Warriors.